Thank you, thank you. Amen, 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 amen. And I want to thank you, Sam, for being one of our peace officers that helps keep us safe on Sunday mornings. Uh, Sam and Scott uh, Dowlern are inviting any of our peace officers who'd like to share in that responsibility to join with them and take turns on Sunday mornings. And we thank you by um, offering your service, offering your service to us in this way. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, goodness, it's one of those Sundays. Ah, Paul has taken people, you know, to God and Jesus again. Said, there's the way. And we have been going through this series with Paul as he's been working with a community of people who have been disagreeing with one another. They've been competing about food. They've been competing about gifts. They've been competing about who's the best among all of them. And we've spent three Sundays on Paul trying to, trying to do elementary school level, you know, first and second grade, and just coming on up through the ages to get them beyond all the stuff that they're squabbling about. And the first Sunday, we talked about the varieties of gifts. And with our sermon beneath the wrapper, Paul was saying, don't look at all of this stuff. Don't look at all of these labels and these names and these uh, special gifts because everyone gets one. And everyone is the same before God. So on the first Sunday, we talked about looking beneath the wrapper. And the second Sunday, Reverend Brick Vicky brought us the next chapter in Corinthians where Paul says, every single one of you is needed. Not only do you have a gift, you have a role and you have a part. And each of you have a place. And don't we celebrate all these many flavors? Don't we celebrate all these many flavors? He's telling the Corinthians. He's got them up to maybe fourth grade now. As he's going through this process of addressing the challenges and the changes for them as they brought everything from culture into worship, which is the very same thing we do. Bring everything from culture into worship with them. How many flavors? So many flavors. Then last Sunday we talked about how many licks does it take and what does it mean for us to crack beneath the surface, to crack into the hard shell we may show others to reveal a little bit of vulnerability, to maybe find a part that we connect with with one another. And Paul brings them even further, telling them, okay, you may be in fourth grade, but continue growing up. Put away those childish ways. Continue growing up. And you know what? It's our journey for the rest of our life. Continue growing up. And Paul is telling them this, not as he's the great, most popular example, but because he knows who he is. He knows he received it as a gift. He knows he did not earn it. He knows that there was a time when he persecuted the church. He even tells them, why me? I persecuted the church, and I received it as a gift just like you did when I handed it on to you as a gift. We don't earn this, but we all get it, and we're all called into a space of being in service using those gifts that we have. And remember, I asked some of you who are confused about what your gifts are to maybe ask your neighbor because they may see it in you when you don't see it in you yet. But we all have them. So today we get to the Chewy Center. We get to the place where Paul's been bringing them all along because each time he says the answer is what we have in common, God's love. The answer is what we have in common, Christ's love for us who gave 
himself for us. Paul continues to bring them back to that moment and that place and what he shared. And then that they may share it for others as well. But he says, you know, I just am what I am. And you know, Paul, Paul you know, he could be kind of strident and kind of arrogant. And sometimes he called himself the best of the best, do what I do. And sometimes he called himself the worst of the worst. Why did God choose me? But he was who he was. I am what I am. No, you know, I am what I am. I am a gay man who got the Broadway gene. <laughs> Just wanted you to know, if you had any concern about that at all, I am a gay man that got the Broadway gene. So when I hear Paul saying, I am what I am, I have to go to La Caja Faux, and I have to invite someone to sing a little bit for us. <laughs> go for it. <sighs> I am what I am, I don't want praise, I don't want pity, I bang my own drum, some think it's noise, I think it's pretty, and so what if I love each feather and each spangle, why not try and see things from a different angle? Your Life is a sham till you can shout out loud, I am what I am. <laughs> Done with some Broadway attitude. To do that. So, so Paul is shouting this out to them. I am what I am. You be who you are. And don't forget. Don't forget you're loved by God. Be who you are. Bring everything you are to the table. Bring everything you are in. You are what you are. And by the grace of God, Paul says, I am what I am. By the grace of God, you are who you are because of the experiences you've had in life. Because of experiences you didn't have in life, you are who you are this day. And Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this gift of God's love was handed on to me so that I might hand it on to you. Goodness gracious, getting to the chewy center here of Jesus. Jesus saying, God is love. Believe it. Trust it. Know it. Live it. I am for you, wonderful message of the center. I know we each have times and moments in our life where we might not trust it, or we need to learn it a little bit more deeply. And I shared with you uh, way, the way Paul was talking about it. He's going through this list of people who let him know. Cephas, who we call Peter, the Twelve, then the Five Hundred, then James, then all the apostles, and then finally me. He has a litany of who the good news has gone through and how he has come to share it with us. And you may have one of those lists in your life of who the good news came through to get to you so that you may know God's love. I've got one. Maybe you do. I've got Martin Luther and then John Wesley and then, of all things, my mother and then W.E. Murrell and all of those who stood forth in faith to talk to me about God's love in a way that I could hear it and say yes. Say yes to it. 
think and imagine those in your life who've had that litany and that work with you. Reverend Vicki, you've got some, I bet. Yeah, Dr. King and uh, Angela Young and Cecile Jenkins and Clara Smith and my mother as well. Your mom. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Those moms. <laughs> got to watch out for them. Amen. I know a lot of people like to sing Faith of Our Fathers, but mine was always Faith of My Mother because she's the one that wrapped it up in a bow and just force-fed it to me. You know, God's love. Sometimes we resist it. Sometimes we're not quite yet ready for it. But we still continue to grow. Paul said your whole life, continue to grow. Goodness, we get saved not once but over and over and over again by God's love. Have you been saved more than once by God's love? Think about those names and faces in your life. Who emerged for you? Let's take just a moment here. I'm going to count to three, and let's just shout out a name that helped you know God's love. Ready? One, two, three. They gifted for us. Some tried to get two or three names in there. That's okay. I know Vicky's list was longer, too, of how they came to us. But as we continue to grow and get saved again, there's other ways for us to fall deeper in love with God and deeper in love with God's people. And so God continues to reach out to us that we may grow and sends us even more saints to carry us on our journey. Last October, during the cardboard testimonies, um, we had several of us get up here up front, and we had on one side of a piece of cardboard what our challenge in life had been. And then on the other side of the piece of cardboard was how God had changed our lives. And so on one side of the piece of the cardboard, Walter and I walked up front in our piece of cardboard, and it said, unsafe, unfit. Somewhere in our life, we had been told that as gay persons, we were unsafe to be around children, that we were unfit to be parents. And whether we might have known better or not, it was still in us. And by the grace of God, we found this church. And by the grace of God in this church, we started seeing saints. Saints like Robert and his daughter, Paul and his daughter. Saints like Robert and Callum and their children. Saints like Claire and Jackie and Jordan. Saints who said, oh, no, it's okay. It's very okay. It's good. And so as we were able to hear the stories of those saints come into our life, we were then able to say, okay, maybe us too, as they brought the good news to us. And then we were able to tell you on that day that we were in the process of adoption, in the process of adoption. God help us, and God will help us in the process of adoption. But see, it was those saints among us who were able to live out God's love in a way that allowed us to see that we could live that love in the same way too. So yesterday was the day that we were able to go to what they call a match event. And at this event, there's lots of kids running around. There's kind of circus things. They give you temporary tattoos and take pictures. And there's lots of possible parents around. It's a, lot of bit of, a little bit of chaos. You know, and there's a bit of sadness to it, but there's a bit of joy to it as well. And so our case manager had directed us to a particular child that she wanted us to meet and to talk to some. And, and we did a little bit, and the child kind of ran off because there's just so much to do. 
come in our orbit a little bit and then run away, and we said, okay, well, maybe, you know, if this is the child she, think might, she thinks might be right for us, but we don't, didn't know quite yet. And then this little 12-year-old boy runs over to this corner of the room where they're taking pictures and pulls out a fluorescent pink long-haired wig and flips it on his head. <laughs> and poses for a picture. And we looked at each other and said, yeah, that might be the one. <laughs> yeah, that might be the one. So we don't know where that's leading yet. It's just the beginning. It's just the start. But we thank you for your prayers in the process. We thank you for already being saints for us to let us know what's possible because we indeed are saved over and over and over again. There was a moment in time when this kid was out there dancing with all the other kids, and I tell you, he held nothing back. Held nothing back. And I thought, well, he's not going to learn that from me, so I'm glad he's got it already. <laughs> already. So as we were researching for this study uh, using the Tootsie Pops, we discovered that the Tootsie Rolls, the chewy center, you know, not having to work so hard to get there to the meat of it, the Tootsie Roll, there's actually a dance. Did you know there's a dance called the Tootsie Roll? Some of you? Some of you, it's called the Tootsie Roll. And, and I looked it up on screen, and I watched it, and I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then I got a coach, and I thought, oh my goodness. So I'm going to tell you, this is the best I can do for the Tootsie Roll. This is how it is. You got to stand kind of like this. And then you got to go round like that. Round like that. Can y'all do that? Round, round like that. That's the Tootsie Roll. You like that? Some of my coaches had a little bit more going on on the backside than I do. But I do what I can because we have different gifts. We have different gifts that we're able to bring, gifts of joy and, and dance and music, gifts that we're able to share with one another. Oh, Lord, save me. I also had some saints growing up. Um, my mom and dad, uh, when I was a young teenager, had foster kids in the home with us. Belinda and Brandy, who stayed with us a couple of years. Tammy and Melissa, who stayed for a year. Johnny, who stayed for about six months. And those were also saints to let me know that God's love could be calling me particularly in this way. How do you know you're being called? What saints are before you in your life? Or God's calling you to be in love with creation and God's self in a deeper way. Because God surely is. God surely is. I remember Rachel and Maurice and Denise and Gil and Mel and Vicky who shared beneath the wrapper of their story of how racism had affected them and their world. Rachel, dear colleague, who said she was taught never, ever, ever to look at a white person in the eyes. And I was broken in that moment. And together we became more than we were separately. But she let me into a center place, deeper than the wrapper, deeper than the shell, to a place where she needed to connect with me. And together we might be the body of Christ that can transform the world. I think of my sisters, Terry and Elizabeth, who taught me that being the oldest child and the only boy had privilege to go with it. 
and shared how they'd been hurt by our own grandmother and the way she preferred me. And in the sharing, I was able to be saved from that one level of sexism, still working on it, and that one level of racism, still working on it, so that we might be saved over and over and over again. You are being reached out to by the Spirit. You're being reached out to by Paul this day that says, bring everything that you are, wherever you are on the journey. He says, I killed people in the name of God. And God still reached out to me. I stood there and watched Stephen, a good person, getting stoned. And God still chose me. I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Conventional wisdom tells us, put on the wrapper tight. Put on several wrappers. Make that shell as hard as possible so that I don't have to feel it all. And there's no possibility of anyone touching me in any way that might hurt me. Paul says, let the wrapper go. Get beneath the hard shell. Find the center that is God's love. And there you will be the body of Christ. I did a wedding yesterday. A couple had been together for 20 years. Finally decided to get legal, since it's legal now. As I was doing the wedding, there were kids and grandkids running around, and I was standing next to one of the uh, groom's son, who was watching the kids play, and, and he's about 33, and I said to him, well, so which one of these is yours? And he and his wife stood and looked at one another, uh, a little bit hesitant, and then she said, ours is in heaven. Ours is in heaven. But we wanted to be here. Theirs had made it 24 weeks and had died in December, and here we are in early February, celebrating the love of these parents to them. The groom, had been parents for 20 years to this young man who met his father's husband when he was 13, knew him his whole life, and they said they could not miss it. So we sat down and talked for a little while. And in the service, I added... Blessings on the house, this couple gathered here, all who come into their care, all who are there that have received their love, and all who are yet to come, all who are yet to be a part of this family, that God's love may bless them. But in that moment of going beneath the wrapper, they allowed healing to happen. Healing for me, healing for them. Oh, people of God, stop trying to be safe. Paul says, claim what you are. Be proud of what you are. Don't care if other people think your drumming is noise. Go ahead and let them know you know it's pretty and tell them such. We are being saved each day when we let go of that conventional wisdom and step into God's wisdom, into Christ's place for us. I want you to hear this quote from Lewis Galloway. He talks about receiving the gospel of Jesus in this chain of love. It's not about reciting a formula or a creed. Receiving the gospel is discovering in Christ a new center of existence, a new power for living, a new perspective from which to view all things. 
Whenever Christ turns a life around, heals a marriage, transforms a bitter heart, forgives a sinner, teaches a fearful person to love, or shows a greedy person how to give, there is a witness ready to take the stand to tell the good news of God's grace. Are there any witnesses out there? Are you ready to tell the good news of God's grace? How you've been saved over and over again? Because you see, grace wins. There's a popular contemporary song right now that's being played on KSBJ that's my pair between La Caja Faux, I Am What I Am, and how this interacts with God's love. It goes like this. There's a war between guilt and grace, and they're fighting for the sacred space, but I'm living proof that grace wins every time. For the prodigal son, grace wins. For the woman at the well, grace wins. For the blind man and the beggar, grace wins. For always and forever, grace wins. For the lost out on the street, grace wins. For the worst part of you and me, grace wins. For the thief on the cross, grace wins. For a world that is lost, grace wins. No more lying down in death's defeat. Sing hallelujah. Grace wins every time. Every time. I'm living proof. Grace wins every time. O people of resurrection, you are in a great chain of saints. You are a saint. You have received a gift. Who will you share it with as you pass this gift on? Be who you are, knowing that grace wins. Amen.